We are Sarah and Laura. We are doulas, mothers, women, wives, and entrepreneurs. We love a lot of things. The gym, food, coffee, health, kombucha, our families, and our friends. We are so committed to being authentic, honest, and vulnerable and showing up here just the way we are. We promise to never positive wash anything, but please know that we are wholeheartedly committed to radically thriving. With this podcast, we hope to connect on a deeper level and talk about hard stuff. Ultimately, we want women and mothers to know deeply who they are and what makes them feel happy. Whether you're getting into a bath or taking us on a walk with you. Or maybe you're commuting to work. We are honored that you chose our podcast to listen to. Good morning, Vietnam. <laughs> is, is that appropriate? Is that from a movie? Yeah, Robin Williams. Oh, I don't think I've ever seen that movie. It's always appropriate. Oh, okay. What are we doing right now, Lara? We're driving to the Modern Mom Show and we're multitasking because we're in the car. Because <laughs> we already did our work day and then we we're like, oh, take a look at us. We still didn't record a podcast. No, surprise, surprise. But this is the last one of season three. This is it for season three. This is it. We are inspired and excited by all the people who told us to keep going. Yeah. Because you like listening to us and frankly, we do love doing this too. It's just, it's a very, podcasting's so weird. You don't get the feedback that you do. It's the instant yeah. gratification life yeah. that we used to. We put up a great reel and we immediately know it's great. Right. Podcast, it's like, I don't know, maybe a half a year from now, someone's like, I really love that podcast that you did about first trimester. That was so great. It was so helpful. And you're like, oh. Where were you a year ago <laughs> when I wanted to can the podcast? And I, I think that both of us actually enjoy doing this for ourselves which just goes to show how much time we don't have for ourselves it's so fascinating to me like the way people manage time i just i just i'm so curious how other <laughs> how people, other people live. live their lives yes and i have decided i think already that in my new house mm -hmm. oh um so i bought a new house yes um and we sold our house really fast and anyway, we're gonna be neighbors we're gonna be neighbors seven minutes apart yeah that's a country neighbor Yes. Yeah. So I am conscious of the fact that there is just unlimited space mm -hmm. to let your crap grow. And I think I want to hire an organizer from the get-go. Oh. Like, this is how you don't, like, blow up your life. That's a really good idea. I feel like they're all about the containers and about having a spot for things. After we did the open house, that was what I realized. I'm like, you know what? I don't have a spot for all my journals and mm -hmm. I don't have a spot for my laptop and my phone and charger. It's like, there isn't a location where it goes. It just sits on the counter and gets plugged in. Right. And my journals just get stacked up and I, it needs like- You guys don't really have like a designated office, which will you in this new house? Oh yeah. Well then that's good. Then that's the place that where those things can go. Basically, the I think the house has like three bedrooms upstairs, which I think will be the kids. Um, I think will Noah might, and Riley choose to have separate rooms? I don't know if they will choose to, but I might choose for them. I'm okay. not sure. Yeah. Um, but anyway, either way, we're not going to be up there. And then what they had as the office, I think we're going to turn into the master bedroom. Mm. And then what he had as the master bedroom will be the office. Oh. There's this amazing, great big window that looks out over the property that I want to be the master bedroom. Brandon wants to be his office. Um, Who wears the pants? I know, right? I, <laughs> I feel like it would be lovely for the office, but it's just, it's a bit silly. Yeah, you don't want the place where you're working 
to have the best view, do you? Maybe. I mean, I that's where you, you spend out, the most time. Yeah, if that's where you look out the window. Like his right. point is that at nighttime you're sleeping, and knowing me, I like to sleep in the dark. So right. you want it to be pitch black. But anyway, so many renos to come. Um, the birds are going to wake you up anyways, and then you can go outside and join the mosquitoes. Oh my goodness. I don't, I, <laughs> I, when we went for a walk around the property, I was like, what have we done? The mosquitoes are insane. They're so bad right now. So bad. Okay, so what do we want to cover on this very special last episode of the season? <laughs> well, we were going to record a podcast last week, and then I got called to a birth midday. Yeah, that was great. A midday birth, um, and that was fun, but it didn't leave us any time to do the podcast, and we were fired up last week about sure. what we were going to talk about. Yeah, so I, if I remember right, I think we were a bit into the stats that people are given as evidence and proof for why you need an induction. Yeah, I'm just getting real pissed that nobody's talking about the risks of Pitocin. Not one care provider, when they are offering Pitocin, is mentioning what that could come with or what that could feel like for the person who is in labor. I had, I've had a lot of Pitocin experiences this month and it really has just made me biased against it, which as a birth worker is really hard because we try to remain open and not carry these biases with us. But honestly, Pitocin is my number one enemy right now. Like, 100%. least valuable player in the game currently. So, some crazy stats about it. Um, it's used off-label 97% of the time. So, I don't actually even really know what that means. My understanding of what off-label means is that when you were, for instance, Domperidone, when that was being prescribed to help women as a lactagogue to increase their breast milk supply, it has now been yanked. Yes. But that would have been something that's prescribed kind of off-label, so for the intention that it was not designed for. Mm -hmm. So, I don't actually know so what on-label is for. Right. So, it was not designed for non-medically indicated inductions. But I feel like the definition of a medically necessary induction is very loose. Right. Okay, so that I wanted to first read you this quote by Rachel Reed. This is from her book, Reclaiming Childbirth as a Rite of Passage. The intervention cycle is deeply embedded in practice. Routine interventions are carried out in an attempt to avoid potential complications. Complications occur as a result of those interventions. Interventions are then required to manage the complications. One million percent. So we're trying to avoid, and I, I feel like this is the, the main things we hear. You have gone overdue. And at 41 weeks, you now have a higher risk of a stillbirth. And in your 41 to 42, the risk now doubles. What is not said is, because that's a very onerous claim, that we have now gone from one baby, is it one baby, how does it go? 0. 0.0017 to 0. 0.003. So it's not even like going from one in a thousand to two in one thousand. Yeah. Um, it's that the statistics, it, it, I, I don't know how to read that, but it, it's basically like a lot of babies will live. Yes, a lot of babies will live. And the part, like what you're saying, that we're not talking about, well, it's almost like we're talking about the intervention like it's flawless and like yes. it's, it, it carries no burden 
or no risk with it. Um, that you know, you and, and let's talk about what some of the risks are of pitocin are. Um, postpartum hemorrhaging. That is actually one of the, the main things that kills women. Yeah. Um, let's talk about client satisfaction. Well, yeah. On pitocin. Until I witnessed one of my clients recently experience a birth on pitocin unmedicated versus her first birth which was entirely unmedicated so what I mean by a lot of the times we see pitocin being used it's after someone's got an epidural so you don't you don't connect as much of the effects with the pitocin because you're like oh they have an epidural too so that's going on so there's multiple things going on but this client only had pitocin and her experience with it was traumatic and horrendous it is an artificial hormone. Of course it is going to wreak havoc on how you are coping, how you are feeling, and how you are managing your pain. It made it a horrible, horrible experience. Yeah. And she will never get that back, and I am so mad about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's so tough when it's a friend too. Yeah, like, it's tough all around. Though. It's tough all around, but yes, somebody who I care deeply about who, again, the care provider did not explain the risks to the full extent that I feel like they need to be explained. And I feel the same way about placenta encapsulations, and I feel the same way about birth control. Nobody's talking about what the risks of messing with hormones or artificial hormones are mm -hmm. and what that can do to us. Yeah, and I think we talk about this in a, in a way in our prenatal class but I, I don't know that the intensity can fully be understood when we're talking about okay when you have your natural oxytocin on board you also produce endorphins which is a pan, pain management system equivalent to a Tylenol 3 you have love drug on board and everything is functioning and working and your body is contracting when it needs to and wants to and your baby comes out and is usually pretty happy because they haven't been artificially uh, squeezed to death. I shouldn't say to death. Um, <laughs> we retract that statement. Retract. <laughs> delete. Since we edit the podcast, yeah. so we'll just... We can, don't, so you guys just listen to all that, but that part <laughs> pretend it didn't happen. Squeeze to a point where their heart rate is responding badly. Yeah. Right? This is why constant fetal heart rate monitoring is a requirement with Pitocin because the baby's heart rate can go erratic so quickly. It can accelerate or decelerate because it is such a massive squeeze of the uterus on the baby and even just as a muscle. Like, no wonder the body is just at some point like, I don't know what to do. Peter's the pooches and just like bleeds. Yeah. Well, and then now you're more likely to need a scalp clip. Because the constant fetal monitoring as that baby moves down magically doesn't go through the bone of your pelvis very well. So now you have to do a scalp clip. Now you've added another intervention because the Pitocin is doing some stupid shit. So the thing that I want people to hear <laughs> is that when you say client satisfaction, I don't want you to hear like client satisfaction. Like I'm not very happy with my sweater. Yeah. What I mean by, what we mean by client satisfaction is also around what does my birth trauma look like uh there's a study that now correlates pitocin with postpartum depression yeah which i'm not surprised like okay I, but let's talk about ugh. the fact that billy harrigan on our podcast said that the number one cause of maternal death in the first year postpartum is suicide yeah 
Uh, how I, many of them had Pitocin at their birth? How many of them had Pitocin? How many of them had a traumatic birth? I'm going to say all of them. Yeah. Um, but if we have a correlation, then we're not just talking about, oh, your birth rate satisfaction. We're talking about your maternal health, yeah. which is your mental health, your It's your anxiety, foundation. Your depression. You're the human who's supposed to go home and look after this brand new baby. Yeah. So you're not an afterthought in this. The, the, the way it's presented is like, I don't care that you're a healthy mom and that you haven't drank and smoked throughout your pregnancy and that you're, you know, you've been exercising. You're a, a decently healthy woman who, you know, drinks water, eats protein, has salt on board and is, is doing great. Uh, we're going to throw you all in the same category uh, of once you hit 41 weeks, your placenta is going to pack up and quit and working quit, and uh, your chance of your baby dying is basically like nigh on, it's going to happen, yeah. right? Like the way it's presented is like, I, I, I've heard people say so many times, I just felt like I was doing something risky by not yes. agreeing to the induction. When, why are we not also acting like having an induction or adding Pitocin to a birth is also risky. It is it also is risky. A flippant, ignored situation it's on not all about. care providers' parts. Yes. And I'm mad at all of them. Yes, it's not like it said, let's talk through what an induction with Pitocin could look like. Can we also talk about your four day failed induction? Yeah, awful. Nobody ever told her at the beginning of that induction that it's possible that your induction could fail. So you will get a, a, tons of oxytocin drug thrown into your body and uh, it may not work. Your cervix may not open at all. We may give you a break and then try again and it also may not work again. And at that yeah. point, after four days, you will likely need a cesarean. And this was based on what? Right. Like, are your fluids a little low? Your baby's maybe getting a little too old. Yeah. I mean, maybe your blood pressure is high, but it's managed by medication. Like again, flippant decisions that are not discussed in a full spectrum manner. Yeah, about in a full, how in a full it way. can all happen. And I think if we start to look at liability, this answers a lot of the questions. Yeah. Right. So if you are saying you could get an induction and then you're already in the hospital and all these things can be managed, all the things that are done to you. So like Rachel Reed says, the, these, um, complications that are not yet complications that because we're trying to prevent this, this dead baby, this one in a thousand, which I also just want to say, do none of us go out of the house any day of the week and get in our vehicles because we could yeah. get in a fatal like, car accident. Literally we could get in a car accident currently. Totally. I mean, is podcasting while driving a good idea? I'm not sure. I mean, you're holding the phone, just to be clear. My eyes are on the road. <laughs> I know, but I feel like you're fired up. I am fired up. There's Every no laws against being fired up while you're driving. I've, I've been doing a couple of meditations that are designed for while driving. Oh. And they're hilarious and get super annoying because they're always like, make sure you don't close your eyes at this point. <laughs> if you're driving, check in that you don't feel drowsy. I'm like, yes, Sandra, I am safe. <laughs> Oh, I feel like um, we've been yelling. At our yeah, well, for a long so time. here's the place where I struggle. We talk a lot about fear tactics, about care providers using fear tactics to sway people to make the decisions that they think are the best decisions. And often these fear tactics are connected to the dead baby card. I feel like I now am somebody who wants to use fear tactics, which is gross. I want to tell the next person who I have who's having an induction, but what if it fails? Yeah. Or what if the Pitocin makes you hate every minute of your birth? Is that worth it then? Is your baby in such grave danger that that's worth it? 
And so, I don't like that I that it feels like now we're doula fear tacting people. Right. And but is it is it a thing? I'm asking this purely as a question. You know how there's no such thing as reverse racism? Yes. Okay, there isn't because as a white person with my white privilege, I have never woken up a day in my life and had been discriminated against based on my skin color. That does not mean that I have not had hard days in my life, mm -hmm. but it means that the color of my skin is not one Why of you've them. had the hard days. Yeah. Yes. Um, and I get that people get into this place where they're like, but I'm not privileged. Okay, fine. So you had an alcoholic dad and you grew up poor. I get it. But the skin color is never going to be the thing. Yeah. So I guess my point is with this is, is there such thing as reverse um, dead card babying, like as reverse <laughs> card. What did you call it? Reverse dead baby card. No, but before you were saying fear tactics. Fear tactics is a reverse fear tactics. Like to me, what you're saying is we've always said we want to talk about how the body births physiologically, biologically, hormonally. We want to remind people that your body works. Your body every single day yeah. is growing and carrying this beautiful baby. And why is it that we believe all of a sudden towards the end that, that everything's just going to pack up and not work anymore? Yeah. Your body, the, and I hear people say this all the time, my body just doesn't go into labor. Does it not? We just, just didn't wait long enough. Have you not waited long enough? There are all kinds of stories of people giving birth at 43 weeks. It never happens yeah. in this country. Because we don't let it. We have no idea. No, unless you're working with a traditional birth attendant or with, um, you know, an, an basically out of system or free birthing, you're never going to know. Yeah. But so I guess what I'm saying is, is there such thing as reverse fear carding? I think what you're, or, or fear mongering. Yeah. Or are you actually just saying, okay, hang on. I don't think you've been given the full picture here. Yeah. I don't know that you fully understand everything that you are agreeing to. And just because it is common and routine here in this hospital does not mean it's a good experience. And here's the reality. These people are not going home with you mm -hmm. and they are not seeing you when you are devastated and crying in the middle of the night and are coming back into your body after you have traumaed and triggered yeah. out, frozen yourself and now are at home and, and can't, can't get it together. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I don't think you are doing it. I don't think you're doing that. So you're tacticking? Ta tacticking in reverse. I don't, I don't think so. Well, I hope not. That is not the intention of this podcast no. or our platform ever. It is no. that you need every piece of information to make a full decision. And I will say, I, and I know you've had two bad experiences this month. Um, we do have a doula friend who agreed to an induction and so she fully did know everything yes that she was signing up for and doing and knew the order in which she wanted to decide to walk but around it, it wasn't flippant no it was absolutely for not. her it was very well informed yes yeah and there's a difference in the empowerment behind that yeah when you have all of the information yeah what a rant yeah that was firecrackery oh well we're at the modern mom show now we're in california we in California. Do you know what you're going to wear? Oh. Of course you do. You plan these things days I in do. advance. I do. I think I'm doing overalls one day and okay. a romper the next day. Oh, I was going to go a bit more fancy. No. I was going to do like I a dress. casual. California dress, though. Like, California, I feel like... I hate dresses. I'm going to wear a dress, but I do need to cut the straps tonight because they're so long and they slide off my shoulders and well, I might lose a nipple. Yeah, we probably shouldn't show nipple. I mean, why? Free the nip. 
Free the nip. Okay, we'll just go topless. That's <laughs> California. I've bring got on. some great tan lines. I don't know where this door is. Well, bring the over company truck is there. Bring on the breasts, baby. I'm okay. Not, I'm not going to breastfeed your baby. Don't worry. No. Everybody free your nips and take what you want to from our ranty podcast and have a great summer. And if you would like to do our induction course, by all means. Yeah, you please. Can. It's great. It is really great. Um, I have another question for us while we're on the podcast. Are we going to take another month off social media this summer? Okay. Did we do that last yeah, summer? Yeah, we took July off. We did? Yeah. Look at us. I forgot. We did. I think we should take August off since we won't have any births. Oh, that's a good idea. And we won't have... It'll just be like pure us content. Whereas yeah, in valid. July, we have, we have births. six or eight births or so. Yeah. So we'll have lots to talk about. You don't know where you're going. Okay, bye, friends. Okay, we bye. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. We really appreciate you. And please leave us a five-star and a review. Yeah, like, leave, We don't have very many of those. If you want a season four... <laughs> Leave a review, please. <laughs> we would just love it if you would take the time to leave us a five-star rating, a review. If you'd subscribe to our show, you can screenshot it while you're listening to us and even share it on the gram. Remember, you are important too. Disclaimer, we are not medical professionals. Everything said here is our own opinion and not to be taken as medical advice. We do not take any responsibility from the outcomes of you taking our advice. Please seek medical advice from your trusted healthcare professionals.